this is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Mastering Menopause. Today, I am joined by one of our clients, Cynthia, and we had an interesting conversation the other day, and I thought that this would be a great subject to bring to light as far as, you know, I had sent out a feedback form and she said she would love to see more examples of taller women and their their journeys and their experience as they're going through the process. I was reading it and I was really unsure what she meant by that. So obviously I had to reach out to her and say, hey, what did you mean by that? And we had a really interesting conversation. So I just wanted to touch on to to have that conversation again with Cynthia. She agreed uh, that, that we could do that. And as I was thinking about it in my messaging, I, I realized I don't have any point of reference as far as that goes. I can only reference myself, which I do quite a bit and probably should not as much. But, you know, the average female is around 5'4 and is around 150 pounds. And so I think it's it's confusing when you see when you are a taller person and that's all that you see. Like, what does that look like? for for a taller person. So I am going to let Cynthia comment and take over and just explain like like what is the perspective what is your perspective what do you see and and what would you like to see different? Okay. Well, yeah, well thanks for even asking me to do this. I really appreciate it. And just for context for anybody that's listening, I am 5 foot 10. And I've been five foot 10 since I was 11 years old. <laughs> so I've been, I've been in this, I've been in this height for a long time. And the, the, the reason why, the reason why I brought, brought that up, Kathy, is that, well, let me just also say too, I, I love my height. I've embraced my height. So it, it, it's not a, it's not a matter of that. But when you are going through a, you know, weight loss, I don't know, process, right? You're trying, you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to figure out, you know, okay, you know, you're listening and trying to understand macros and and all of those types of things. When all of the examples are, or maybe not all of them, but when the majority of the examples, like you said, are based for somebody who is 5'4", roughly 140, 150 pounds, it can be a little bit deflating to the ego because I can tell you right now that my goal weight is not even at at the top end of the average woman's weight, right? So, I mean, I don't remember the last time I was 150 pounds. <laughs> Maybe in, I don't even know if I was even that in high school. So, you know, you just you you just are constantly doing this kind of a, a mental calculation. It's like just because they're saying that oh one you know 140 150 may be too high, and it's like that's not even anywhere close to what my goal is. Like I I can't let that get into my psyche in terms of you know how I may feel about my weight because you know, when you're tall and you're, as as you're growing up, you are always, you know, typically you're the tallest one in the group. And and when the other girls, and in this case, ladies, but when they're talking about, you know, their weight and it's like, oh my God, I'm so big. And you're thinking like, I'm like 40 pounds heavier than that, than what you're, what you're calling so big. And so it just, it, I just think it would be helpful sometimes when you're giving the examples, you have, you give good concrete examples of five, four, you know, 140, 150 pounds, 
I think there should also be very specific examples for, hey, what if you're 5'9", right? And you currently weigh, you know, 190 pounds, right? Or some, some just something like that. Like to not make it as much of an afterthought, whereas like, hey, if you're taller, you know, your numbers are going to be different. It's like, well, just maybe take it the next step and say, this is this could be what it would what it could look like. Yeah, I, I understand that. And I do use that example a lot, right? When I say when you're lo- looking at your macros, right? Not everybody, and we always have that 1200 calories, right? But, yeah. uh, and I always say the average female is going to be anywhere from 17 to 2100 calories, right? <laughs> Shorter, then, then you're going to need less. And if you're taller, then you're going to need more. But what does that mean? And so what were your maintenance calories? 24, 2500? No, my maintenance calories were closer to 2300. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, well, true maintenance though. I wonder though, like what your true maintenance is, because I know like where we set you at is an act, like when you calculate maintenance calories, right, for your height and your weight, that is usually a just, that's going to be a bigger number for for anybody that's tall. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, yes. Uh, and and to that point, right? Like, what does that look like? Because I've had a couple clients that were on the tall side, and I did an interview with with Donna. She doesn't want her whole name out there, but she was five ten, and I don't think it was ever about a weight for her. She always knew like this: my weight is going to be higher than the average female, right? And she was always like, it's just a size and a feeling for for her. Mm-hmm. Then, because you can't compare, you know. So, yeah, it, I, I can understand. I can understand that when she says, you know, it's a size and a feeling, because um, I, I can, I, I can identify with that as well. But I think when you start hearing the numbers thrown around, then you're, you know, you it, it can cause you to feel like, man, like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe, maybe my goal should be even lower than what it actually is. But and the reality is that's not the case. Right. Um, I, I mean, I just think, I think the fitness industry in general is geared towards the more, I guess, more average height. Right. And then may, maybe on for men might even on the shorter side, maybe on the shorter side. And I think it's because I don't know. I don't, I don't think you grow muscle at a different rate. But when it's in a smaller package, I think you can see the results of muscle growth faster. So, so I don't know, because it, it does seem to me, too, that a lot of the people that compete, you know, not, not, that, not that that's my goal, but if, you know, but I think a lot of people that compete, a lot of times they do tend to be on the, the shorter side or more average height side. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's an advantage, you know, is it genetically that is an advantage being short because now you have to, less area to build that muscle on. So it will show more. So, so yeah, I mean, realistically for somebody who is, you know, 5'10", 5'11", they're, they're like, and I shouldn't say like happy meat, happy weight, but that can look like 170, 180, 190, right? That's, awesome. that would be like what a fit what a fit female looks like at that height and that, and that weight, you know? So it's, it's definitely a, you know, if you then shrunk the package, right. And just put put it down and had everybody like the same size, that is going to look different, right? Everybody is going to kind of have the same shape, but they're going to look different as far as having different weights. One advantage of being tall is you do have more muscle mass and you get 
you can get away with more calories <laughs> show, right? So like for shorter people like myself, if I gain five pounds, you can see the damn five pounds. <laughs> and for taller people, they're like, whatever. <laughs> right? so. Now that is true. That is true. So some of my friends that are my height or and, and even taller, you know, that is one of the things that we we do talk about that. So on the flip side, it's like, yeah, I can gain 20 pounds and nobody really, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. they don't really blink, right? Yeah. On the flip side, <laughs> yeah, it's like you gained weight, really? But I could also lose 20 pounds and nobody notices either. So, you know, it just, it, it takes, it, it can oftentimes take more for, for it to be noticeable. Yeah. And, but I don't want to, I don't want to put all, you know, I don't want to put all tall, I mean, we're all individuals, right? Because there are a lot of tall women too that do weigh 140. Right. You know, maybe when I when I was younger, you know, I was probably closer to that. But I, I think also it has to do with your, you know, your frame size and and mm-hmm. so forth. I mean, I, I modeled I did a lot of runway modeling when I was in college. And so, yeah, honestly, I didn't even keep track of my weight then. It was just more I knew what size I needed to fit into. But it was, you know, so may, maybe I was that weight at the time. I don't know. But I haven't I haven't been in the 140 range in a long time. So sure. yeah, but you're also athletic, too. You like to work out. We're building mm-hmm. muscle, you know, so it's not harder to build muscle because you're tall. It's just it's just harder to actually to see it. See it. And again, there's that there's that genetics piece where, you know, those muscle bellies are just going to be longer. So it just takes more to actually fill that up. So, but as far as messaging goes, like I, I could definitely for myself be more conscious of, of that, the, you know, not pigeonholing everybody into the average and just realizing like, Hey, there's another conversation to be had as well for, for that, for this example, so that people aren't like, ah, great. I should be 140. Like that. No, no, you should. <laughs> that's probably not going to look good on your frame, you know, and it shouldn't be that, that goal, right. That the whole numbers thing is, is such a kind of messes with your head anyways, but knowing that there's just such a wide range of what like average is and what, you know, fitness looks like and and having more muscle on your body is going to mean you're going to weigh more. So I would say like the average female in America is not this like weightlifting female, right? It would be more like just the person who's just, I'm just I'm just doing my thing, right? (laughs) Exactly. Doing cardio. And so when you bring in that piece as well, depending on goals, not everybody wants to be a gym rat. That's, you know, that's totally fine, but that's not the woman that I'm talking to. I'm talking to the, the, to the women that, that want to work out. They want to, they want to get stronger. They want to feel better. They want to have working for longevity and health. And that's a big part of it, you know? And so when you factor that in, that is going to affect your, the bottom line and what normal looks like for, for at any height. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think to your point, I, I feel like, I feel like our generation, I feel like we know more about the importance of weightlifting and, and all of those kinds of things. And so when you say like, I, I want to, I, I do, and I do enjoy working out. That's probably my favorite part of well, this is not this, but trust me, it's not the, it's not the dieting piece of it or the fat loss, whatever phase of it. But I, I do like working out, but also I feel like, you know, I want to be able to get up off out of a chair 
you know, by myself, right? When I'm, when I'm 70 or 80 or, you know, whatever. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully I won't be bent over because I have done, you know, the resistance. And I know there, there's a lot of people that, that are older now and they are that way, but they, I don't think they knew then what we know now, you know? Right. It's I'm thinking of longevity right Not A lot of people do think about that. And I think that conversation is starting. That has been for a bit, but yeah, it's, you know, fitness is, is such a, is such a broad term. We have more information than ever available to us. And that is a pro and a con. So I think the, if you take one message out of this is, is, is follow people who emulate the lifestyle that you want to, to emulate, you know, and see what are they doing and see like, what, what does that look like instead of, some unrealistic expectation. And I'm not saying this like for, for you at all, but you know, when you're looking at these bikini competitors strutting around on stage, you know, shredded to <laughs> very thin skin, that is not a realistic expectation of how they walk around. You know, that is for that one day for, I'm talking about specifically for competitors. Yes, they look amazing, but that is not something that they can maintain year round. And so having like, just have to look at things objectively and and look at that what is that your ideal type and 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 what is that person doing you know and it's typically going to look like they are going to the gym <laughs> you know it's in some fashion to be a competitor yeah they're spending hours hours in the gym being very restrictive with their diet that's what it takes to to get there but to get to be lifestyle this is and this is who i am talking to is the lifestyle client who wants to have that healthy lifestyle who wants to thrive you know even through the the stages of menopause and especially through the stages of menopause yeah. that looks completely different however it does involve weight training for sure and then yep. we want to take a look at diet but this is not just a restrictive diet and spending hours in the gym by any means and you can look and feel amazing so just know that there is there is <laughs> the, you know there's there's going to be the different spectrums but i feel like health health and fitness it has such a broad bubble but sometimes we get we look at this shiny object syndrome. Oh, look at her and look at what she did. And that really gets highlighted in the fitness community. Oh, look at, she looks amazing. It's always about how she looks. And, right. you know, it, it's, it's just going to look different for everybody. And I think the, um, the small percentage, they, they get all that attention where the larger percentage of the population is never going to look like that. So we can't put these people up on a pedestal as far as this is the shining example of what health looks like. And I think the fitness industry is coming around to that. You know, we see that maybe kind of veered over to the other side, whereas now body positivity and, and at any size is... Not that I don't believe in body positivity. However, if we are focusing on health, then we would have to say we might be overcorrecting in that direction, going away from. <laughs> going away from, <laughs> right. If that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, you know, it. I, I think it's like anything else. It's like, you've got to find that balance. You know, I mean, if you are a fitness competitor, that's probably what you do, right? You know, but. For, you know, for people who have, you know, 
families and full-time jobs and, you know, maybe even caretaking obligations for, you know, other family members, whatever it is, right? It's like, it's just, you know, you you just, you want to, I mean, yeah, we all want to, I mean, yeah, we all have a little vanity. We want to look good, right? Whatever that means to you, right? You want to look good, but, you know, you've got to also be realistic, you know, because there's only 24 hours in a day. So where are you going to spend yeah. it, right? I don't, I don't have the kind of schedule where I can spend, you know, hours and hours in the gym, you know, yeah. so. And, you and also get to, and also get the walking in too because that is there's really no way around that it's time consuming you know so I have to factor that into my fitness time too yeah for sure yeah. I know there's uh-huh. like there's like the hierarchy of like what is the most important <laughs> that's my approach is always like what is the least amount possible that we can do to elicit the greatest results and then on the flip side what is the most amount of calories that we can eat to yield the to yield the results for for weight loss as well right to keep that balance where yes we can still have you know have a little bit of balance with with the food but also like 10,000 steps that's not realistic for everybody that's that's six Point two miles a day, yeah. 10,000 steps is 6.2 miles. That is going to take, it would take me an hour to run that, to run that, to run that. Exactly. <laughs> never mind, never mind like walking it. So be realistic with what, what the expectations are too, with that. Like what, what can you commit to for time? Right. And there is a minimum, there definitely is a minimum of activity that you should be getting in. And there was a study that was just released a couple of months ago. That's saying like 8,000 is closer to that ideal range for, for humans, you know? So I think that's okay. a little bit more manageable to, to attain if you can get like seven to 8,000 steps, but it really depends on your lifestyle. Like for me and you, right. We have yep. jobs where we just sit in here and it's not always conceivable to, to get to that step goal. I'm, I, I went on two walks today and I'm at 6,500. I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm at 5305 and it's four o'clock, my local time, almost four. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've got some work to do between now and the end of the day. That was two walks though. That was effort. But realistically speaking, what is the look that you are looking for probably weighs more than you think that it does. And I, and I don't, I don't walk around the street. I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh yeah, she's 150, right? Or, huh, she's 170, (laughs) right? That's never, ever crossed my mind, you know? So... No, I, no, I, I don't either. I, we get, so we get attached to these numbers in our head from, for who knows what reasons, right? But I mean, a, a, a number of reasons, but no, I don't think I've ever just been walking around the mall or down the street and just said, oh, she must weigh, you know, fill in the blank number. I never. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. so yeah, that's probably just like self-induced pressure, right? <laughs> Yeah. Even when I look at like, when I see like, when I'm taking on, taking a new client, I was like, I look at the weight, I'm not, always surprised, you know? Oh, like, like it just looks different, right? The body just looks different at all different sizes and all different shapes. So, but is there anything that, that you want to add? I don't think so. I, I, I think, you know, I mean, as, as far as being, you know, related to like, you know, my height and macros and stuff, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think the one thing I would say just overall that I've taken away from the program, you know, you mentioned it earlier, but it's like, you know, I, I don't, there doesn't need to be this fixation with the scale. 
and to, you know, try to focus on eating as much as you can, as opposed to how little can I, you know, survive on. And even though the the number may go up, it's like your clothes, you know, your clothes, your, your, even the number on the scale can go up and your clothes still fit the same, right? Or, you know, you you can even you could even be smaller in volume, even if the weight isn't necessarily moving. And so I think that's for me, that's been like a very real realization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. that's always a surprise when, when it's like, okay, come on, we'll get you started, and and then we're gonna we're gonna uh, what are we having twenty three hundred calories? <laughs> like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then when you track it, you're like, I had no idea. Like, I mean, there are certain things. Like now, I'll be in the grocery store, I'll look at something, I'm like, because I'm like, I can't even fit that in. <laughs> particularly the fat content. I'm like, I, you just, it, it just becomes eye-opening. It, it, it just really opens up your mind in terms of what you're actually putting in your body, how much or how little you're actually putting in there. And then the composition of it, because for me personally, and I know it's different for everybody. I'm like, man, I like a lot of stuff with a lot of fat in it <laughs> and, yeah. I don't, and I don't get very much fat. So, you know, and, and there's fat in your meat too, depending on, I mean, if you eat meat, right. But and depending on what kind of meat you eat, yeah, even if it's sure. like a lean steak. So, so just all of that has been very, very helpful and eye-opening for me as I've gone through this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does make you become aware, like when you're tracking macros, it's like, oh, all right. You know, chicken is, is, is healthy. And then it's like sometimes in different phases, if you're trying to increase your calories, that little chicken breast ain't going to do you any good. Just like, no, we got to get that salmon and, and maybe a ribeye or something like that to help fill in those calories. Cause there's only so much kale and quinoa that you can eat. There's only so much salad with vegetables that you can eat. That's just not going to fill that calorie void. <laughs> so a different way of looking at stuff, you know, and there's different ways to leverage that because then when you do go into more of a fat loss phase, now we kind of, now we pull in those, like those leaner kinds of foods and yeah, increasing the salads and the vegetables. And so there's different ways you can leverage macros. I think what most ladies get stuck with is they do a calorie calculator and you can do mine and they figure out how many calories do they need to lose weight. And then they get stuck at that number and they just stay there and just say, okay, so it's 1600 calories, 1500 calories, 1400. And then they just stay there and then don't even think about maintenance, right? The calories that your body needs to maintain your weight once you reach your goal weight. So yes. So, <laughs> which is always going to allow you to have those higher fattier foods and, <clears throat> and enjoy your life, right? Have, maintenance is where it's at, you know, hitting that goal and just staying there and just being able to maintain. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Kathy, but when I, I, I'm a, I'm a coffee mate girl. I don't put anything sweet in there, but I like my just plain original coffee mate. And it's like, you look on the back, it's like, oh, there's only 10 calories. It's 10 calories for two thirds of a teaspoon, two thirds of a teaspoon. And I measured out how much I'm using in, in a cup of coffee. Yep. I'm like, I'm going to eat up my fat. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. My, so anyway, it's like I said, this is. I don't know if you saw the eye-opening. comments on the Facebook room. Everybody's like, who's all, who all's measuring their creamer today? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. It's like, I, it was ignorance was bliss. Let me tell you. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you can't unknow what you know. So <laughs> that's true. That was me. So that was me with peanut butter and just seeing like, I love peanut butter. Peanut butter is like my kryptonite. And so I would have scoops of peanut butter as my, like, is because I was doing intermittent fasting, of course. And as soon as like, it became one o'clock, like, right, I'm here with the, I'm here with the peanut butter. Well, I have my, my food is in the microwave and I'm just going ham on the peanut butter. And then I sat there one day, I was just waiting for my meal. And I look and it says there's 14 servings in a, in a jar of peanut butter. And I'm like, what? I was like, I'll do one of these a week. <laughs> Holy, no wonder. So yes, easily putting down anywhere from 400 to 600 calories. Like, and I don't like, I just didn't think about it. I'm like, it's not that much. And then when you go, you actually take out a tablespoon and you, you scoop that in there and you take the rest off the top and you look in there and you're like, what is this? This is not a serving, right? It's not one tablespoon is half, half of a serving. Nothing. Yeah. My two, my, my serving of peanut butter before I was measuring was probably, it was, it was more than an actual serving. Cause like you said, oh, yeah. mine was too. Like, Cause I had the big spoon and I would go in there and then yeah. that, was, that was, I never put in a tablespoon, right? If you do measure in the tablespoon, how are you going to get it out of the little corner? So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, so I think this was a great conversation as far as just you know, it's the, the, the body that you're looking for is probably going to be a different weight than what you think, especially when you are out of that normal range, right? And the normal, even the normal range, I, I feel like if you're doing any kind of weight training is, is a higher number for sure. But when you factor in height, especially that is going to be a, a, a it's just going to be a bigger number. So yeah. Yep. Can't, yeah. Out of, out of the range. Right. And the range is just so small. It's just so, so generalized, but thank you very much for, for bringing that to like, to my attention. Cause I never like w- never in a million years would have thought about it. When I saw that <laughs> comment, I'm like, huh, what does she mean? I don't know exactly what she means. And so I'm really glad that, that we had this conversation and we talked about that. So me too. Me too. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.